Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you consider the Mongols Motorcycle Club a gang? Do you believe it's dangerous being a part of a motorcycle club in Australia? Down bikey Sam Abdul Rahim has received some high-profile well wishes. Former Mongol Toby Mitchell. Just like Abdul Rahim, his exit from the Mongols is just one of several speculative motives for why he was ambushed and shot by two masked gunmen outside his cousin's Faulkner funeral on Saturday. The government quiz on what it will do. To protect the public. That's the question we're going to answer today. Does this experience prove the Mongols are a motorcycle gang? Or is it more of the media just trying to push the propaganda of law enforcement right now on Insane Throttle's Motorcycle Madhouse? Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and like this video, but let's jump right into the question here. Is the Mongols a motorcycle club or motorcycle gang? Now, my personal answer is motorcycle club, but there's going to be always two sides of the argument on this one. Always going to be the news media, always going to be the police, and then you're stuck in the middle trying to figure out the answer to that question. It's an age-old question since the media and the police have used motorcycle gang. This all goes all the way back to Hollister and probably even before then, where the media has always portrayed clubs in a bad light in order to get more subscribers, clicks, whatever, in modern days, all that good stuff. Australia. Let's talk about Australia. Australia is a way different culture than what you see here in the United States. The United States has its biker culture. Australia has its. Uh, England, Europe. And so on. It just depends what country you're in, the culture that you're going to be exposed to. Now, in the United States, granted, you don't see some of the stuff you do in Australia as far as the money, the activities, all that type of stuff. But before we even get into the activities of some of the clubs over there, or bikies as they call it, you have to remember, although that Australia and I believe New Zealand are two separate countries, so don't get that messed up because they get pissed. Trust me, I know. Even though they pass these tough anti-bikey laws, that their crimes only, let's see, pertain to like under 1% or something the study had to say 
with all the crime that happens in Australia, New Zealand, one under 1%. That's pretty huge. One thing I do notice about bikies in Australia is anytime they quit or leave the club, it's huge news out there. Meaning they get all kind of airtime. They get to put their dirty laundry out on the internet in, in these news articles. That's the culture out there. Yes, we see it here in the United States as well, but not as much as you would see it out there. They're more of, uh, how can I say it? Let's put it plain. Superstars out to the general public in uh, Australia. I wanted to go over first this right here out of 7news.com. Former Mongols bikey Sam the Punisher Abdulrahim reveals he died twice after being shot in Faulkner. Now, the reason I bring up this one is because he recently went on a podcast and he did say that the shooting didn't have anything to do with his ex-club, but he did give some warning about joining a bike club. It's a bike club out there. And it goes on to say, I just remember getting pumped with bullets. It felt like just punches, copping punches to the ribs. Now, in this article, it says uh, the former uh, Mongol bikey has revealed how he fought back from the brink of death after being shot in broad daylight in Melbourne. Uh, he was ambushed uh, midday uh, on June 25th while leaving his cousin's funeral. Like, who hit somebody at a funeral? I'm just asking that stuff. Now, he was interviewed by Sam Newman on his podcast, You Cannot Be Serious, and said initially thought he was being pranked when he saw a gunman. Quote, I looked and I just seen something pointed at me. I go, nah, surely this is a joke. Then he got pumped with bullets and stuff like that. Now, his nickname's The Punisher. He drove himself to the hospital. Uh, being part of a bike club, and this is a quote, is not what people think it is, but it's also not a good thing. Again, ex-club member, and I believe uh, Toby Mitchell, who is pretty much a superstar out there, who left the club, uh, as far as I know anyway. Went and visited them, stuff like that. Now, you got to remember, with Australia, there are different cultures within the club scene. You got a lot of uh, Arabic, you got a lot of Indonesian, all that kind of stuff mixed in to the melting pot of the club scene over there. Where not so much over here because you still have a separation, if you will, by the type of clubs that are here and who's in them, who's not, all that good stuff. Remember that. Different cultures within this stuff. Now, you do see a lot more type of what we would call gangster stuff 
over in Australia. You do. You can't deny it. It's all over the place. It is what it is. So it is a different atmosphere over there. Now, because they're like that over in Australia, does that mean they're like that here in the United States? I don't believe so. Because mostly what you hear over here is people doing low-level stuff. And what I'm talking people, I mean individuals. I'm always going to bang that out on this show that it's individuals that do this kind of stuff. And it ain't the club as a whole. It isn't the club as a whole. There was that recent ruling. And this has got a lot of people up in arms, which, hey, I can see why. Because you either got people on one side that are ignorant of the facts that were presented in court. Or you got people that are buying the press releases out of the Department of Justice, out of uh, the courts, all that kind of stuff. But with any legal case, there's all kinds of moving parts. And one of the biggest reasons why that Judge Carter denied the motion to vacate, and which, by the way, myself and Mooch is going to be covering this, when the transcript comes out. Because when you're reading from the news articles that are coming out on it, they are not giving the entire ruling and no context whatsoever of the ruling. People are just nitpicking what they want and then running with it. No, we're going to get the whole transcript. We're going to go through it. Because there are two opposing views on this. You got mine who thinks, yeah, uh-huh. And then you got Mooch that don't. So we're going to have a civil discussion like we talked about, about this whole case. But let's go back, push him out of the way, little Dave I'm talking about, and go to what the judge was saying in some of those quotes that he had in the newspapers. And one of the biggest ones, one of the biggest reasons why he denied the motion to vacate was because he didn't believe that if he granted a retrial, that the Mongols would succeed. And let's be honest. Some events really didn't help itself. For instance, when I covered this story, it was about three weeks or so before the ruling came out on this. And that was six motorcycle uh, club members, I can't believe that the, the, uh, the Department of Justice said that, found guilty of racketeering conspiracy, including murder. And this happened out of Chattanooga, or what, uh, it involved the Clarksville chapter of the Mongols. And a federal grand jury convicted six Tennessee men for racketeering and other charges involving murder. That came out three weeks before the verdict. And I said at the time, and you can go watch the video, there is no way possible that that judge can grant that motion for a retrial. Not when something like this just come out, because you got to remember, the Mongols were convicted in that 2018 deal 
of RICO. Not one person, but a whole organization. And within that punishment phase, the judge was looking, he actually had to come in and overrule the jury because the government wanted to take the Mongols' trademark. This is a first-of-its-kind type of case. And if the judge threw a retrial back in there, all this stuff would have came back. And let's just say the judge wouldn't have his spotlight. Because right now, we covered this as well. The Mongols are in the Ninth Circuit. Now, you have your initial state trial, then everybody appeals. This is at the Ninth Circuit. And there was arguments on September 23rd, a couple weeks before the motion to vacate. In this case, and I believe Judge Carter has said this, that this is a question that needs to go to the Supreme Court in order to have some standards in case law to set it. Because there's nothing like this out here. So he had every reason not to grant that motion to vacate. He actually had no choice in the matter because of Clarksville. And it's already in the Ninth Circuit. And any trial judge at the district level, level if he can get his case heard in the Supreme Court, man, is that a career hitter right there. But we'll go, you know, there's a lot of aspects of that going. But I want to get back to the original question here. Are they a gang or are they a club? Again, my belief is a motorcycle club because my belief is always going to be that the majority within the club are good, hardworking people. I do not believe that a whole entire organization can be recoded. I do not believe it's fair. I do not believe it's right because they're targeting people that have probably no records on them. They go work hard and all that good stuff, support their families, and they just want to ride their motorcycle. So to be labeled a gang member where it's a very real possibility that you can lose your rights to own weapons and other type of stuff where you're put on a gang uh, task force list or no-fly list, something like that. It's ridiculous to me, and it's actually unheard of, and I hope that's going to be one of the questions posed in the appeal. I didn't get to see the transcripts of the Ninth Circuit appeal, but it went in front of a three-judge panel. And these are all questions that have to come to be answered to make an informed opinion but me being around the scene and stuff like that, I know how the courts operate. I know how cops operate. So it's a simple, no, they're not a motorcycle gang to me. Yeah, you get a few idiots that go out and do something. I believe the Clarksville trial was timed just right to get a verdict in for to give cover to Judge Carter on this. Perfectly timed. 
And then it was perfectly timed with the Ninth Circuit of Appeal. People at the federal government aren't stupid. They really are not. They do things for a reason. So what do you guys say? What do you guys think in Australia? Is it dangerous to be a club member out there? Do you have different traditions where it's more on the making money side? Or do you just have a few individuals like over here in the United States that do that? Very interesting stuff. Let me know uh, what you guys think in the comment section. Don't forget to like, subscribe the video. We're going over to the second half of the show right now with China Dow. You should be brought over there. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the second half of this show. Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. China Dow's coming in the studio right now. Rock on. Take it to the edge, try to attempt to breathe, stop pushing to the limit. 
Uh, it's Monday morning, and it looks like uh, Monday morning for China now over there, man. The bags are like 10 feet deep and all that kind of good stuff. But she still is my China now looking good and all that. Even when you're at your worst, waking up. What's up with the damn coat this morning? I'm feasing. You're feasing? <laughs> <laughs> it has gotten so cold here. It was like, what the hell happened? Are we skipping straight to winter or something? It's feasing in here. It's feasing. <laughs> Y'all don't realize. Y'all don't realize. We cannot turn the heat on in this room. Hell no, man. It's one of them radiators. Yeah, all the equipment and stuff has to uh, stay chill if you know what i mean uh but how's everybody out there how is your monday going welcome to the show we had a real good live last night we had special guest mooch on and uh outlaw archives went for about an hour and a half and i thought it was a great discussion it was good i was watching you're watching huh yeah I, I was watching i was in the chat room yeah, you guys got to start acknowledging China Dow in the chat room because every time I come off air, will nobody talk to me? Oh, there were like two people, two, <laughs> two people that talked to me. But I was more mad because I'm making comments in there and you ain't even reading my comments. What she don't understand is the comments go so fucking quick that I can't see them. That's what she don't understand. But anyway. Very huge freaking news today. Oh my goodness, big time news coming out. Everybody knows about the John Bonet Ramsey case. That is a child that was killed in the 1990s. They actually, for years and years and years, tried to blame the parents and then the brother in the murder and over the weekend it has came out that uh there was a suspect arrested in the cold case in her murder and it happened through guess what it happened through dna from the genetic pool that's where it happened there's a guy that was arrested out of missouri Yes, he was arrested out of Missouri. And those that are our age, man, they understand the importance of somebody getting arrested in this. Because they did. They put the parents through fucking hell, didn't they? Oh, 100%. That, the, the mother. She actually died of breast cancer. Yeah, she died. And all the way up until the day, even the day she died... She was still being accused of killing her own daughter. And now it turns out that there's a suspect and there's others that were involved that they're looking at. And this all comes from DNA, man. So if you out there killing people, make sure your DNA ain't around, man. Because they'll just go to Ancestry.com and find your ass. That's Jesus. what happens. That means no puking on the scene. Don't take a pee. You know, all that fun stuff. Don't leave nothing behind. I want to get to a topic real quick. And this topic actually came from one of our listeners that posted on the YouTube. And it had to deal with teachers. And I want you to hear this. And I want your opinion on this. Everybody's opinion. <clears throat> okay. 
So statistically, areas with sex education programs that start earlier have a lower teen pregnancy rate and lower abortion rates. Kind of counterintuitive. So they're claiming that the earlier that kids are given sex education, that equates to lower teen pregnancy and lower abortion rates. That makes no sense to me. Because what you're saying is, okay, we can give a kindergarten sex egg, but that helps with teen pregnancy. I call bullshit. Bullshit. I think fifth or sixth grade is as young as it needs to go. Right. Now, as far as pensions and teachers unions, how many jobs require at least a master's degree with ongoing educational credits and working for up to 17 weeks without pay in order to get license that pays $50,000 a year. That's bullshit. Yeah. Because, you know, because he said 17 weeks without pay in order to get a license. No, that's false. That's false because our daughter went through this. Yeah. And she was making big money during her internship. Yeah. And yes, she has to have a master's degree. Yes. But does that give them a right to have these teacher unions decide over what we want our kids to teach? And that's coming up. But for somebody to do you, is that's an interesting question. Do they have to work 17 weeks without pay? No. They have an option in their contract. Okay. What's that? The option in their contract is to get paid year round or just get paid during the school term. During the school term. Which means if they're only paid during the school term, they have the summers off without pay. Now, most he goes and says most teachers are required to have more education than a lawyer or a judge and yet are required to do even more. Again, that's bullshit. Anybody that has a license through a state. Mm-hmm has to get continuing education to keep that license up. Even a hairdresser. Yeah. I have to I have to have hours every two years to renew my hair license. Continuing education hours. To do even more is what is really got me. Let, let's answer that. Do you get two and a half months of vacation every year and get paid? No. Who does? No, uh, no one I know. Teachers get that. Teachers, no. They they have the option. Our daughter has it where in her contract she gets paid every two weeks throughout the whole entire year, including the summer. Well, that's what I'm saying. She gets paid and don't have to be there. No. So they basically work nine months out of the year mm -hmm. and get paid for a full year's pay. Because of it, because they're all salary paid. So how do they get? How are they required to do more? There are they some, get to work eight to four. There, there are some like, at, you know, I talked to our daughter, and there are some things that they have to go to some meetings and some classes that they have to go to off the clock. But that's the same as you know, if you were in a regular steelworkers union. Or, you know, a coal mine union, a truck union. It's the same all around. And if you think about it, they're technically always on the clock. Because if they're salaried, 
they're going to be getting paid for whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. Now, get paid less than $50,000 a year. That's true. Most do. But they're just regular masters. No, not always. Because you don't need just a, you don't need a master's to be a teacher, do you? I think it was a it bachelor's de degree. It depends on the class. Or what subject you want to... It depends on what subject. It also depends if you're teaching at what level, what grade level. Mm -hmm. If you're teaching in college, they expect you to have a master's. So that blanket statement then would be false. It's false. Very false. With what our daughter does, she has to have a master's. If you teach in college, you're required to have a master's. High school, I don't know off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's definitely a bachelor's, though. Now, they claim that the unions are the only thing that stop teachers from being paid less than they are. Do you believe that statement? Do you believe that they have to be a part of a union in order to get paid? No. Because what problem... Being in the teacher's union is an option. You have the choice to choose to be in the union or not to be in the union. Mm -hmm. Our daughter. Uh, had, she chose not to. She chose originally she was in the teacher's union, but then realizing that they didn't do anything to help her out at her job. If there were any specific situations that occurred, they wouldn't help. So she dropped the teacher's union. Why pay for it? Exactly. Because all they're doing is taking your dues. And handed them to far left radicals. That's what, and that's any union. And not all teachers get paid fifty thousand or less. Oh, they! I know some teachers getting over six figures. So it's going to base be based on each teacher is is paid a different salary individually. Mm. Not all teachers make the same amount. Of it's money. on a bracket. Everybody's paid different. But that don't, you know, you can go join a union, do what you want to do, but it doesn't give you the right to say, and this is coming up. This is coming up. Very interesting thing. Uh, it is coming, though, and you're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, on top of that, more and more districts require teachers to pay for in-classroom supplies like pencils, paper, paper towels, Kleenex. That's true. But. Okay, but they technically don't have to pay for it because they spend a school send a school supply list out to the parents. Exactly. So but, the parents are supplying all that school supplies. But he says, "Well, they got to supply stuff." Well, guess what? If you're a truck driver, <laughs> you got to supply your own shit too, even though you're in a union. As a hairdresser, I had to supply all my own stuff, and your stuff was expensive. Between my shears, my clippers, all that, I had to supply all my own stuff. So if it's not going to matter what job you have. So that ain't most, a good excuse here. No, that's not a good excuse because most jobs you're required to supply all your own stuff anyways. Now, here's the big one. All right. And I think this is going to carry us into a really big conversation here. Regarding curriculum, meaning what they're being taught. Right. How exactly are most parents qualified to dictate the materials delivered? And why are the basics considered to, uh, well, let's, we'll go on to that next question in a second. So what's the question? 
how are they qualified to tell the teachers, hey, we don't want you to teach this kind of shit? Because it's their children being taught. That makes them qualified. But what do you think about people who say, well, you have to have a master's de degree to come up with a curriculum to teach your own kid? People don't always realize that the curriculum, yeah, the, the teachers have something to do with it, but they get sent a curriculum from the district. Mm -hmm. It's the district that starts the initial curriculum and the teachers add to it. Mm -hmm. And as far as parents are concerned, I think all parents should be aware of what the school curriculum is because there's going to be things that they're going to want to teach that you don't want your kids involved in. And they shouldn't be involved in. The kids should have, the parents should have the option whether or not, like, let's just use sex education as an, as, as you know, a, a, an idea. Well, you got that for a second. And why are the basics considered to be heterosexually centric? Put yourself in the shoes of a kid with two moms or two dads. Which there are a crap ton of. But they're the minority. Doesn't matter. They still exist. But that should be taught to a kid. No, I don't think it should. I think they need, as far as sex education, it should just be the basics. Just the basics. Because I think it's the parent's responsibility, whether it's a mom and a dad, two dads, or two moms. Mm -hmm. It's the parent's choice to teach their children. But what do you say to people that? that are like, well, the, the parents ain't qualified. They shouldn't have no uh, uh, input. A parent? is qualified to teach their child anything in this world because mm -hmm. <laughs> they're a parent. They gave birth, they adopted, whatever the case may be, that is a, their child. Mm -hmm. So as a parent, they do have a degree in my eyes. I don't care if it's an actual college degree. That doesn't matter. That's their kid. If they don't want them to learn about transgenders or whatever... They have that choice. And religious choice. Exactly. There's a lot of things that get taught in school that some parents would disagree with because of the religious beliefs. And that's why homeschooling has skyrocketed. Oh, 100%. Because they don't want that shit. Now, when he talks about, well, parents aren't qualified to talk and give advice on curriculum, you're talking about people that can't even identify what a woman is. They can't even identify what a woman is, and you're sitting here saying, well, they should be teaching my kids what they want? Well, wait a second here. No, you can't even define what a woman is. So you think I'm going to take that kind of advice? That is not the real world. My biggest complaint, and I'll put this out there. My biggest complaint with these people are they do not teach these kids about the real world. It's all fantasy shit. The stuff they teach don't happen. It doesn't. Why do you look confused? What the hell does that mean? You can't even teach these kids financials, for example. Kids don't know what the stock market is. Oh, no. They don't know what the 401k is about. No. That's real world stuff that they need to know. A tape measure. Okay, let's bring up a tape measure, for example. Some people don't even know how to read a tape measure. Ninety, probably over 99% of kids do not know how to read a tape measure. Well, that's just like, I'd say a high percentage of kids don't know how to count money. Mm -hmm. We're talking just throw a bunch of coins on a table. 
They have no clue. Have no clue how to count the damn money because or not or read an analog clock and not a digital. You know, you know how many kids come into my job and just throw money on the counter like a bunch of change. I don't know what I have here. <laughs> okay, well, let's count it, sweetheart. But the teacher should be telling us, hey, we need to teach your kids. No. But I don't want to hear the poor me excuse for these teachers. Our state right now is really bad because of teachers' pensions. But at the same time, it's like, okay, every year we pay taxes on our property. Yeah. A lot of it goes to the schools. Yeah. I don't want assholes teaching this kind of stuff to kids. So, no, I don't, you know, for those questions, I do not have any sympathy for teachers. Mm -mm. None whatsoever. I think they're hurting our kids and I think they're hurting our country. Well, and keep in mind, teachers have the the, the choice to become a teacher. Mm -hmm. They choose to have that job. Mm -hmm. They don't have to become a teacher. They could be something else. But they, they choose to go to school and get their degree and become a teacher. That it, That's their choice. Everybody has a choice. Uh, I just wanted to give the opposite viewpoint here of somebody that watches, listens to us, that claim that, hey, teachers have it hard, but everything that he went over, we hit on. Yeah. Everybody has it hard. But the most important thing for a teacher to do is get the damn kid ready for life. It's not about college. It's about life, being able to make it through it. One, I mean, come on. We went through all this homeschooling. Everybody pretty much was taught on the computer for the past you know, year or two. And they couldn't even do that right. Uh, yeah, they couldn't do that right. And not to mention those kids that were taught, you know, remotely because of COVID. Those kids... I personally don't feel are ready for college. They're having a really hard time right now. And keep in mind, those kids that were taught remote remotely eventually will be running this country. God fucking help us with that one. <laughs> God help us. Because I, I, I think the remote learning was garbage. I get it why they had to do it. it made, but it was garbage. They, were, was, they wouldn't even show up. No, a lot of times the teachers wouldn't even show up for the classes. Unbelievable. Anyway, let's go to some news today. And then we got what? A serial killer coming up? And we do. Yeah, a dirty knob says so is Pornhub advanced sex ed. <laughs> They'll get more out of that than they would anywhere else. <laughs> Unfucking believable, man. So in other news, teacher accused of punching second grader because she was tired of him. Mm hmm. <sighs> a teacher, a teacher in Houston, Texas, was charged with injury to a child. She's accused of hitting the student at an elementary school earlier this month. So she punched a kid, a two, uh, a second grader, yeah. because she was tired of him. Yeah, dude, I'd be punching that bitch in the mouth. The teacher, the second grader, and this was all caught on surveillance video, by the way. Well, at least that at happened. The, the surveillance video reportedly showed the pair struggling before the teacher was seen punching the boy in the face. 
I guess he was being angry and kicking lockers in the hallway. So the teacher decided to escort him to the principal's office. In the meantime, I guess he was arguing with her as a second grader. And she punched him in the face. Mm -hmm. She told him, I'm tired of you. Then grabbed him, punched him, pushed him down to the floor and sat on top of him. The administrators came into the hallway and told her to get off the student. The boy was walked calmly as he was escorted the rest of the way to the office. Now, we just went over. That's why this kind of stuff. that's why I think it kind of fit with. Today. Do you think they have it such uh, such a hard job that uh, they punch uh, a second grader in the face? No. If you've got a child with disciplinary issues, mm-hmm. then those need to be. He needs to go see the the school uh, counselors. Uh huh. He needs to. You need to bring it to the parents' attention that this is what your child is doing in school. Maybe, maybe there's an underlying condition. Maybe he's just angry about something. You don't know the full story. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on in a second grader's head. Oh, hell no. You don't know what's going on at home. None of that stuff. You don't know anything that's going on in that child's life. Mm-hmm. But for you to sit there and say, I'm tired of you and punch him in the face. She's right now on immediate leave. Oh, you when think? Allegations were brought to the attention of the campus, the district administrators, and said she will not be returning. She better not return after some shit like that. Oh, I can guarantee she's losing her teaching license after. Now, uh, what? Uh, let's. Uh, what do you do as a parent with that happening? Sue him. Is that all that should happen? Is sue him? That, I mean, what actually can they do? Go punch him in the mouth. I mean, if it was me, I'd be whooping that teacher's ass. I'm just saying, I, I'd be throwing hands at that teacher. I think people and be like, take let's let's take this outside. Take, oh, I wouldn't even give them time. Get to over outside. here. Get over here and deal with somebody your own size. Right. A defenseless little second grader. Really. See, people are so ignorant nowadays. And how is that child as a second grader gonna trust a teacher after? A Never again. Like I wouldn't know. I mean, seriously, that can actually give that kid PTSD. And have major issues with teachers because a teacher did it. It's sickening if you ask me. It's disgusting. But there are teachers that do that kind of crap. Mm -hmm. We had an incident yesterday. I'm going to talk about how ignorant fucking people are right now. We had an incident at her work yesterday. I'll let her give you the rundown of it. Go ahead. All right. Tell me this ain't ignorant. I had to go up to work on my day off to help the new girl run a check because we get them very rarely. And when we do. Okay, that don't matter. Yeah, you can't show them unless you get one. So anyways, I'm standing there having a little brief conversation with a couple customers and the employee. And somebody pulls up to one of our gas pumps with his engine blowing dark gray smoke he gets out of his vehicle and pops the hood and there's a big huge puff of dark gray smoke continuously we're not talking just a puff of smoke and it stops it was continuous so i was watching from inside and i'm like what the hell 
Like, why would you pull up at a pump? Oh, God, now I'm going to go outside and say something. I'm like, okay, uh, excuse me, common sense. If you got smoke coming out your engine, you're not to pull up to a gas pump. I need you to move your vehicle away from the gas pump. I said it's for safety reasons. You need to move it away. We don't know if your engine's going to spark because we don't know what the situation is. You need to move it away. I was ignored. So I went inside for about five or ten minutes, continuously watching, watching all this smoke pouring out of this guy's engine. And I walked back outside, had a couple customers approach me about why is he at a gas pump with all this smoke coming out. I said, I've already confronted him. He was supposed to move it. He hasn't moved it. So once again, I said, sir, you need to move your vehicle away from the gas pump. We don't know if it's going to spark. You're going to take out half this neighborhood if it catches fire. He looked at me and said, mind your own business, you fucking bitch. Do you own this place? I go, excuse me? He goes, you heard me. Do you own this place? No, I highly doubt you own this place. You probably only make $2 an hour, you fucking cunt. Go back inside and mind your own business. And I, at this point, <laughs> she tells me what's going on. No, well, I was call- I was on the phone. Oh, that's before you let me know. I contact. I said, you know what? I said, you, you, you. You can call me a bitch all you want, but that see you next Tuesday came out your mouth. Nah, no, I wasn't in uniform coat, so I could have thrown some hands, but I have respect for myself (laughs) that I decided, do I need to call the cops to have you escorted out of here with your car that could blow up this half this town because of all the smoke again? You need to go back inside. Mind your own business, you fucking bitch. I'm like, all right, it's on. So she called. So I called. And then. And had the cops. Then she tells me about it. And then I texted him how this guy was. And mind you, okay, I don't care about your skin tone. It is the tone you pull with me. But she wouldn't let me come up. Nope. I said, no, I'm a big girl. Uh, and I called the cops, and the cops came. But that's what saddened me, that you would call them instead of having me come up there. And I don't understand why. I don't. Because I'm a big girl. It don't I matter if you're the big girl problem. with these type of people out there. There, I, I deal with dumbasses every day at that job. Well, that's an extreme dumbass. I I would have loved to throw through a pump. This was an extreme dumbass because you can call me a bitch till you're, you know, blue in the face. I don't care. But you bust out that C word and no, Mm. mm -mm, you cross the line right there. But I didn't understand it. I was like, what the hell just happened here? Because you were yelling at me at that point. All because of the fact that he did not want to move his vehicle away from the pump. But why were you yelling at me for wanting to come up there? Because it's my it's my job. It's my place where I work. I want that job to be there the next day and not because of you coming up there, but because of the fact that, you know, this guy could have blew, blew up our place. I can take care of it. I can handle my own. Mm-hmm. I still think he needs And to I knew what you would have intended to do if you came up there. So, uh, no. 
<laughs> no. Because I know you would have opened up a can of whoop ass. <laughs> Didn't you think he deserved it? Yeah, he did. So then why did you take the power away from me to handle that? Because I And why did you call the fucking blue crew before me? I was on the I was texting you about it while on the phone with the blue crew. <laughs> and you knew I wouldn't I couldn't come up with them there. Yes. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah, you're smarticles. But that just shows you the ignorance of some people that we have to deal with in society. Here, your fucking car could, uh, you know, caught a pump on fire and blew everybody up. And people don't realize underground at a gas station are huge tanks filled with thousands of gallons of gasoline. Mm -hmm. If it would have sparked at the pump, it could have traveled underground and blew half our town away. But what's that say about people? People are freaking ignorant because I'm sorry if you, I don't care if your car's overheating because I've had that happen with an old car before. My vehicle was overheating. I did not pull up to a gas pump. Do you know how bad it's really gotten? You and I, it's on my Twitter page, everybody. Go to my Twitter page. You'll see an ad that Russia put out about the United States. It's about a couple who wanted to move to the United States. And it went through this whole parody about how woke this country is. Well, the guy was about to eat a steak, and the stewards come up to him. Well, you got vegetarians behind you. They, that makes them uncomfortable. It was a parody. like, And I was like, you know what? You motherfuckers are dead on with this thing. They were dead on. I was like, holy shit. So go look at my Twitter account. You'll see that in St. Throttle Biker News. unbelievable but morons now yeah you can't see that a damn gas pump can get sparked you dumbass i mean that 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 right there shows that people don't have common sense Mm -hmm. if your engine is smoking i don't care if it's white smoke black smoke gray smoke get away you do not pull up to a pump you Very just, well you said. You just don't. It's common sense. So what other news story do we have here? <laughs> what else? Because later on in the show, we got to go into uh, Serial Killer Monday, you know, with all China Dow's bullshit. You know what was funny? I walk in the room yesterday, and you, what were you watching? Vampire Diaries? For like the fourth time. Fourth time. I don't understand the damn show. Uh, but she's also one that uh, was watching Jeffrey Dahmer and all this freaking crazy stuff. Uh, what is with you and murderers? I want to know. Because I try and figure out what's going on in their head. You can't even figure out what's going on in your own head. No, but it's easier to try and figure out what's going on in somebody else's head, I think. Or I like watching uh, like a movie. Mm. But I, I, I'm no, you get into this crime shit. I am. I will see. That's what I was just going to say. I like watching true crime stories Uh so I can try and figure out who done it. You're unbelievable. And 90% of the time I'm right. (laughs) What are you a fucking psychic now? No, I'm just saying, I guess, I guess who it is before they, you know, tell you at the end who it was. I just think you have an unhealthy habit habit of watching <laughs> this shit. 
because I, I have to sit down and, in my room thinking, is this bitch going to cut my throat? <laughs> you never know. Because <laughs> of the shit she watches. You know, you got a little crazy mind as it is. I'm a special kind of special. You're kind of you're special kind of stupid. No, I am not. Watching all this nasty stuff, man. Here, I'd rather watch freaking some broad getting boned. You're watching Pornhub. I'm watching crime, murder, murder shows. That says something about the person, man. You know, I like positivity. You like all this negative shit. <laughs> And they wonder why I won't let you fucking handcuff me. Fuck that. <laughs> I ain't stupid. I wasn't born yesterday. I might be hooked on phonics, but not that dumb. Well, at least you're not as dumb as this person that I'm going to tell you about. What do we got? Man who knowingly gave HIV to his girlfriend. You know what? That's sick. Is sentenced. Yeah. That is sick. Mind you, he was also married. So he infected his wife as well. Oh, come on. Yes. You know what? I can't even and imagine. What is it? These people are all from Texas. That teacher that punched the kid, Texas. This guy, Texas. No, that's happened around the world but this where one, people knowingly reason... give somebody this disease. Well, he was sentenced to 30 years in prison for aggravated assault. Aggravated assault? Yeah, I personally think it should be attempted murder, but... That's what you would think it is, that, but they do my... got the cocktails nowadays. Mm -hmm. But I can't imagine what the girls are going through because it was no fault of their own that they caught that, especially the wife. Well, the girlfriend, she was having flu-like symptoms. Then start her hair started falling out. Then she began to rapidly lose weight. Then she had a fungal infection in her mouth. Mm -hmm. And when she went to the dentist to get her mouth checked, she was referred to another doctor. And then she received the shocking news. She was HIV positive. What do you think about people like that? that Are they disgusting. that vindictive that... They would only do that to somebody. And you want to hear what's worse? This man claimed he told uh, they they both worked at a hospital. They both worked security at a hospital. Mm -hmm. He got tested for sexually transmitted diseases before they had unprotected sex is what he claims. Let me guess. It never happened. Well, he told her he had no sexually transmitted diseases that were found in an exam. Now, when you go get tested for STDs, AIDS is in there, ain't it? You have the choice to get tested for AIDS. Mm -hmm. They give you a list of a list that you can pick from, and you can choose. So that can't ones. help him in a bit. Does it say when he knew he had the AIDS? He knew, um, according to the medical records, unfucking believable. He knew prior to them having sex, so it was intentional. Mm -hmm. That's one he thing. He tested positive years before even meeting her. Years? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, they the, the the courts got his medical records. And they were able to determine that the defendant was infected. Come on, fucking real. 
five years prior. Five years prior. Yes. If you're going to cheat on your wife or your husband, you better be safe. Because if you bring that shit home, it's not only a terrible situation, but somebody, I've heard stories where somebody was given this and they killed the person. Yeah. Especially in the early days of the epidemic. Well, he basically infected his wife and his girlfriend at the same time. How could you do that to your wife? I get it. You want to go on the side, get you some cho-cho. But at the same time, be safe. And if you get something, don't bring it to her. If your dick's bleeding freaking green out of it and shit, that means don't screw your wife. Just because you got something doesn't mean you give it to somebody else. And I think a lot of this stuff is vengeance (laughs) because they caught it. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what he was doing. He caught it from someone else and decided to just give the gift keep keep to keep on giving. Yeah. And the the late the girlfriend made a statement. He may have given me something that I'll live with lifelong physically, but he won't have me mentally for a lifetime. How's everybody doing in the chat room? We got Terry in there, Marbic, Dirty Knobs, the Dark Souls in there, and everybody else. How you doing this morning? What do you guys think of this one, man? Uh, This one's kind of got me upset. Because you're suffering through something, don't give it to others to suffer through too. No. That is And if you test positive for something, you need to inform your sexual partners. So they can be, it's like buyer beware. Well, uh, that that can bring up another interesting point is if you know that you're going to be out there doing something, you should be getting tested all the time. Definitely. Not only for other safety, but your own freaking conscious. Yep. You should be saying, okay, cool. You know, I might be out there, you know, slamming on some beef. Make sure that it's USDA freaking certified that it's all right. Mm-hmm. But for knowingly giving something something like this, that's affecting somebody's life. Yeah. And their family, the other, you know, that person's family. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it's going to affect everybody involved. Now, she sad. Did, now the wife and the whatever, the other one that they were screwing around with. It's not. Yeah, they. he it's gets prison. They. It's not they. What do you mean? They. They were married, but she he was cheating on. That's his what wife. I mean. So you can't say they were screwing around with. You said they. No. Well, OK, my fault. But, it, you know, the wife and, and the girlfriend him. now have to go through the rest of their life telling others Hey, you know, I got this terrible disease and stuff like that. And that can lead to depression and other shit because, let's face it, I don't care if you're knockout smoking hot. You say, I got AIDS. I say, get the fuck out of here. Oh, shit. They have HIV. It's the same thing to us. No, it's not. Well, to me, the you know, yeah. HIV comes first. Okay, AIDS. whatever. You know, you know, tick for tock, whatever. No, man. get it right or don't say but it. But if somebody comes up to me like that, it's like, bye. You know, my freaking pecker ain't going to visit the fucking about you know the cooter pocket. 
but then there's you can only take some rejections so long yeah before it really affects you and that's what this jackass did to these girls Mm -hmm. totally out of freaking pocket man right there totally uh, uh, that's unreal yeah let's go into your serial killer let's see how uh, sick you are today You've been really sick lately, man. You brought up a serial killer that actually cut off the head and had sex with it. Okay, only you would do it. Last so last. I don't care. Only you would do some (laughs) shit like that. (laughs) That was so last month. Yeah, so last month. Let's see what they got this month. What do we got? Anthony Sully. He's an American ex-policeman and serial killer responsible for the murders of six people between February and August of 1983. So he was an Mm ex-cop. Now, I told you, when I cover and do some wall of shames and stuff like that. Should add Anthony Sully to your list. (laughs) Exactly. But they're always saying uh, club members are murderers and... You know, they do this and that. But cops, whenever they're busted, it's always for sexual offenses or they kill somebody. This dude went as far as killing six. Yeah. He placed some of the corpses of his victims in metal drums and poured concrete over them. Hey, wait a second. After wait, which wait, wait, he wait, dumped wait, 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 them wait. at Golden Gate Park. Dirty. Was this the... Uh... Airline pilot Sully's sons that crashed into uh, the Hudson? No, this is way before. This was in the 80s. Yeah, this was in the 80s. I, I was like, damn, man, a hero to murderer. But go ahead. No. Mm-mm. That was uh, that caught me right there. Okay, uh, come on. Let's oh, keep up. And I can keep going? Yeah, keep up. At least three people acted uh, as his accomplices in his crimes but never reported his activities to the police. What do you mean acted as accomplishment? He had accomplished. He hit, he had accomplices during his murder spree. So all three of them were, there were a total of four. Okay. So all four would have been considered serial killers at that point. Yes. But the funny thing is they don't even give the names of the other three. Why not? Uh, Cause I guess he took the full rap. So he took the full rap, and the other ones got off scot-free? That means they're out there killing other people right now. There's a possibility. He would... Sully was found guilty of the killings uh, in July of 86 and sentenced to death. Mm -hmm. How did he kill the people? You usually tell me that. How did he kill them? Well... Let's see. Sully met a 32-year-old Tina Livingston. She was the owner of a local escort agency. Uh-oh. Here we go. It's the friggin' uh, escorts. And he, Sully offered to have sex with one of the uh, sex workers. Well, wait a second. How do you, how do you offer to have sex that's with just a sex worker. That's just what it I says. think it's the other way around. The sex worker has wants to have sex with <laughs> But God. she refused. Then he proceeded because he brought her to he has a thing called uh it it's called uh Burling Game. Mm. It's a it's a town. And he had a warehouse there, which is where he took the people. 
He proceeded to beat the girl and took her back to his warehouse where he cuffed her and hung her from the ceiling for the next two days. He kept her. He kept her in the warehouse where he tortured and sexually abused her while Livingston and Burns. Which were two of his other people. Right. Were in another part of the hangar. So they were the present, but not witnessing what he was doing. So was she alive or dead when he was doing this? During one of the torture sessions, Sully tied a hangman's knot and hung it around her neck. Most of the time, she was drugged with cocaine. That ain't going to stop from knowing what's going on cocaine but one time he lost control of the situation she freed herself from the gag and began screaming so livingston and burns unsuccessfully tried to replace the gag so now they're aware these are the other so they're aware of what's going on to this chick after sully came in he decided to just strangle her with the rope and it was over Him and the two accomplices placed the body in the car and left the warehouse to dump it. During the trip to go dump it, the lady regained consciousness. And as a result, the pair stopped the car next to the side of the road and Sully hit her several times in the head with an axe, killing her. Why would they do that? And And they just want to dump a body like it's not a human being. Yeah, they put the body near uh, State Road 35, where it was discovered on February 7th. So this sounds like this cop had a sick freaking sexual fantasy. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the victims? Yeah, that was just one. And what's the other one? Uh, Another one? Oh, man, there was like too many. Hey, well, we'll give a couple more. What's up? Uh, Sully asked Livingston to bring a girl who is not a prostitute to their warehouse. It's like the house of horrors. But would agree to provide him with sexual service in exchange for money. Right. In a few days, Livingston called Sully and told him about a 19-year-old woman that is going to... yeah. It was going to be one of their, like, escorts. Mm. That's why if you're in the escort business, you have to have a guard with you. You got to have a bodyguard. You do. Or a so, driver. There's a new thing, I guess, that, that called the Brenda Rule, because this lady's name was Brenda. Mm. Um, well, what did they do to her? Well, she was taken to Sully's warehouse, and... He shot her in the back of the head with a 38 caliber revolver after the murder. At the request of Sully, Livingston spread rumors among the friends and acquaintances that she boarded a bus and left for San, San Francisco toward an unknown direction. Get your numbers ready. It's sad. So how, when was he actually put to death or what? Well, he was arrested. He went through trial. Since his conviction, Sully has been housed in San Quentin's prison. Oh, no. He, row, yeah, he ain't getting awaiting him. execution. As of July 20, 
2021, the 77 year old Sully is still alive and remains in death row. Well, they're never going to kill him. It's California now. That's what you get when you get these leftist freaking Tinkerbells out there running shit. One of the accomplices was granted parole and released at the end of 2016. So How the he hell did. are you going to release somebody who was a part of something so grisly? So he did because he didn't have, I guess, because he didn't have as much to do with it as the other guy. I don't care. You were still involved. But the one accomplice that was released in 2016, he spent 33 years in prison. Not enough time. Mm. Not enough time at all. It's time to cruise with your sex drive. No, no, no. Put your mind in the air for masturbation and sexual stimulation. Dare you to tell the truth and get your ass out of neutral. It's time to get your porn. Grandpa Slayer wants number 11. What you got, China Down? We got to speed her up on this segment. We got number 11. I guess she didn't just speed up stuff. Number 11. Are you comfortable giving oral sex? Yeah. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> Come you, on. You just suck the chrome it. off a trailer hitch. Bring it. Bring it. But there are some guys out there, and you know what it is? I think they get trauma from high school. They get trauma because they have a smelly, fishy, freaking uh, punta. And it scares them the way the rest of their lives. Finger test. Yeah, but they don't. Uh, once you go down and get that experience of woo, you don't want to go down there no Smell more. Smell that freshly opened can of tuna. Right, my God, it's like a you know rotten can of tuna that's been that, sitting on the ex- shelf for fifty that, years. That expired can of tuna. Yeah, expired, man. Nasty business, man. Gross. Uh, dirty knob seventy six. It's a total turnoff then when you get that, right? The damn well is, man. Get in that shower, ladies, and don't fucking hoe bath either. It don't work. How long can you go without sex? It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. It is. Now, see, that'll specify if it's just sex in general or, like, if that includes oral. Well, don't you consider oral sex? Yeah, but isn't jerking off considered sex? I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) Do you consider oral sex? As far as actual sex? Yeah. No. You don't. Foreplay. You call that foreplay? Yeah. What's your idea of foreplay? Now, this is very interesting. Well, there's lots of things you can do for foreplay. Teasing, groping, touching, Mm -hmm. licking. Right. Kissing. There's lots. Lots of foreplay. <laughs> Spanking. Spanking. <laughs> Come here, big boy. <laughs> Let me snap that. You know what? That's going to be an intro. You know what? That's an interesting topic for tomorrow. What? Does foreplay actually, how can I say this, uh, attach emotions? You know, a, a lot situation. of people, a lot of people, they'll just do the foreplay part and not even do the full blown sex. Fuck that. I'd rather go and blow a nut and skip the foreplay. Well, 222, that's, that's morbid. Just, that's you. 222 that's, is morbid. Couldn't be expecting any less from you there, darling. <laughs> just couldn't. I wouldn't be me. No, you wouldn't. 
So what do you got? <laughs> what is your favorite sexual experience? My favorite sexual experience has nothing to do with me. <laughs> now I gotta say, you know, the first girlfriend I ever had could suck a dick. Okay, she's right up there. Uh, you remember Venture? Yeah. Okay. I remember Venture? It was on Armitage in Mannheim. At the venture over there, she blew me, and I blew like a nuclear weapon. <laughs> she pushed your button. Huh? She pushed my damn button real hard, and it was like, dude. After that, I was hooked. After that, I was hooked. Did she push your button so hard a gumball came out your ass? I I would have thought shit. Damn, I mean, you didn't happen. even have to put a quarter in me. <laughs> <laughs> But that's one that I I had. Uh, my goodness gracious, just thinking about it. <laughs> Think about it on your own time. You know, We're doing a show here. When you're bobbing on the knob, I just got to replace the face. <laughs> oh, is that so? <laughs> Gloria, 74. Wow. <laughs> rude ass. How's that rude? Now I realize all these years you're picturing your ex-girlfriend. Okay. All right. What are you what are you saying? I think you're up there. Up there? <laughs> I better shut up. I'm just ruining myself here. <laughs> 74 for glory. <laughs> Do you like when you sit on top of someone while making out? Meaning a girl sitting on a guy's lap while making out. I think that's pretty cool. I do. The problem is, if they're heavy, is not cool, okay? I don't know what it is, but I got these things for, you know, you know, petite women. I wasn't petite. The only problem is, well, you were when we uh, first met. You no, were skinny. You weren't heavy. Skinny. Come on, don't even try that bullshit. I was athletically built. There you go. But the only problem I have with you now is your ass is bony. It's like he hates when I sit on his lap because my tailbone hurts his leg. Yeah, it's like what the hell, man? <laughs> it's like stop digging. And I can't sit still, so I always <laughs> move. <laughs> You're like, will you stop? It makes it worse. Donna, fourteen. Well, you don't like it when I when I when I wiggle. Hell no, I don't. Last one to be eighty nine. What do we got? Do you? <laughs> No laughing. What do we got? Do you enjoy candlelight dinners and then get naughty later? I actually enjoy candlelight in the bathtub. Oh, did I get you hooked? You did. I I, I did it this morning before the show. But I do like it when you come in. It's like a perfect moment. Yeah, it's fun. I like the scent of the candles. Even though I'm getting tired of the strawberry or whatever you got in there. Oh, that one's got to go in the garbage. It's like pretty much gone. That, uh, yeah. I need a new one. Yeah, you need a new one. But yeah, it, it's kind of cool with uh, candlelight. That I enjoy. I don't know if it's because of our, you know, beastie, uh, you know. Beast? Our... What the? No. Hello. What? Beast? Were you going to say beastie? <laughs> no, I was going to say we're beasts. <laughs> I was like, ew. <laughs> You cut me off too damn soon there. <laughs> Don't choke to death. 89. What do we got for 89? Do you think a relationship can solely thrive on sex alone? Uh, no. No. 
I don't think so. I don't either. Because if your whole relationship's best, uh, a, no, you, you just can't. It don't work that way. How can that even be a relationship? It ain't. It's to me, just, if it's a, if it's if it's you you call it a relationship and it's based just solely on sex, that's a friends with benefits. That ain't no relationship. That's a good subject for tomorrow. That really is, because now everybody equates relationships with sex. Let's just be honest. That's what they do. Yeah. How many people in this world do you know that haven't had sex before they got in a relationship? Very true. You know what? You, you did a good, that was a good fucking point right there. So that's going to be tomorrow's show right there. Very good stuff.